Hi, I'm Erin Marcus, former corporate executive turned entrepreneur and founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business. Welcome to the Ready Yet podcast. We're excited to bring you more than 100 episodes of interviews and insights designed to help entrepreneurs get the financial and emotional freedom they need in order to build a business and a life they're proud of. All right. Hello, hello, and welcome to this episode of the Ready Yet podcast, where I am here with my friend Tom Briggs, who I met at an event several months ago, and we had an amazing, amazing conversation. And then I know you talked to another associate of mine, Alex, in our company, and he was like, oh my God, what an amazing conversation. And so I figured we had to share you with everybody. <laughs> so before, before we get into the conversation for everyone, though, why don't you tell everyone a little more officially who you are, all the things, what you do? Yeah. Thank you, Aaron. Yeah. It's where the world of online networking is surprisingly small, right? You start seeing the same people. And I always tell, you know, it's like good people know good people. If you just keep connecting with good people, you can, you know, leapfrog from one of the next and just build an awesome network. Totally. Yeah. So, Portland, Oregon. Um, I'm founder of Epigraph, which is a brand strategy collective. We have members around the world, but effectively my background's at the Venn diagram overlap of design and marketing and then layering brand onto that. So if you know the Pacific Northwest, if you know Portland, um, Nike World Headquarters is like five miles down the road. Um, it's also home to Wyden Kennedy, um, the world's largest still independent ad agency. So we have a deep, deep roots um, in creative practice and marketing strategy in this neck of the woods and just really enjoy helping all manner and all scale of organizations. Um, I worked with pre-venture stage startup, um, solopreneurs, all the way to Global Fortune 50, get their brand dialed in, figure out that product market fit and really differentiate, you know, blue ocean strategy, figure out how to be an N of one in their marketplace and honestly just stand out. Um, and once you sort of see that, you can kind of recognize that, you know, the music may be slightly different between, you know, a Samsung or an Intel or an individual coach or solopreneur, but there's some fundamental rules of the road and the dance steps are basically the same. Awesome. I love it. You know, I'm all into branding and messaging and all that as well. So I can't wait to dive deep on some of this because the things that we were talking about and some of the things that I think differentiate your approach to brand is this idea of values rooted personal branding. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I'm a big, like one of the things that I've, one of the phrases that I've heard and I use is this idea of purpose-driven payday, which is not terribly similar to what you're talking about, right? What is the purpose that's often associated with brands or individuals who are doing what they're doing because they're being driven to actually support something else, usually externally, right? Um, But let's talk about that a little bit because what we were chatting about before we hit record that I think is so important is these AI tools that are so helpful and so amazing. And I I had my hesitation and then I've learned how we're using them are creating monumentally more noise in an already noisy marketplace. (laughs) Yeah. So where does a value rooted personal brand fall into that world? 
Yeah, no, it's, it's a good question. And I always love to start by defining terms. You know, values is one of these words we hear thrown around a lot, like brand. But, you know, functionally, values at their root are the things we value. If you're an individual, they're the, you know, think of priority. You're ordering things, you know, X takes priority over Y. If you're an organization, um, whether you explicitly have a value statement or you just demonstrate through your actions, you may show that shareholder, growing shareholder value, you know, outweighs um, whether, you know, employees get to take four weeks of vacation (laughs) a year. Take your pick. I was just going to say integrity, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it all just comes down to ordering and it's like, you have to stand stack rank order that, right. There are some things you can't have it both ways. So you end up prioritizing and granting certain things, more time, energy, resources, et cetera. And I've seen in my career, really good value in helping individuals, helping organizations get really clear on articulating those values. Um, my background is in writing. I almost went into journalism before I got pulled into the dark side of marketing and advertising and just identifying those five words that really clearly articulate what an organization, what an individual is all about, um, really help to differentiate. They help to set you apart. And honestly, they give you, whether you're an individual or a corporation, a nice North star to tack against where when it comes to a business decision, you can sort of look and say, okay, given who we say we are, does this align with who we want to be in the world? Is this a good path forward for us. Um, And then you throw AI into the mix, you know, AI using AI generative tools may make sense for your organization. They may make sense for you as a service provider, if it aligns with and doesn't detract from those core values. If one of your core values, you know, we're at Apigraph, we're really diving into being more human building more human brands. So if we're bringing AI into the mix and AI tools, which we are, we're experimenting them, but it's never going to be um, at the reduction of our human aspects, the more human connection. If AI gets between us and establishing those one-to-one connections that are even more compelling in our modern day and age because everything is becoming so automated, we're going to set that aside and over-index on the human, human connection, face-to-face, um, and just go that way. So values, guide decisions, guide corporate strategy. Um, they're just such a really nice place to tap into to give you that clear, consistent, coherent um, story and guide your actions. So love it. Absolutely agree. I use that term and that concept of priorities all the time. And mm-hmm. I, even with mindset work, even with mindset work, right? Like you're trying to grow your business, you're stuck, you're not doing something you know you need to do. Okay, I'll get real black and white on it. What is my priority? Is my priority staying safe and not being scared or right or taking a risk? Yeah, or, yeah. And that's fine. You can have whatever priority you want. Yeah. And your calendar never lies, right? Like you can always look back and say like, oh, I say I value time with my family. Do you actually, are you carving out that time or are you at the office until 7 PM? It's yeah, it's, it, that's a great, great measure. Well, your calendar and your checkbook. I mean, I know people don't use, I'm aging myself. You don't walk around with a checkbook anymore, (laughs) but your, your, your bank register. Credit card statement, whatever. Yeah. Take your (laughs) However, whatever plastic version. Who's paying you on Venmo. (laughs) Right. But right. The recording of where you're spending your money and the recording of where you're spending your time is going to tell you. So my question for you, because I absolutely love this idea of a values-based brand 
And using your values, your predetermined written values as a litmus test, right, for the decisions that you're making in your business. For someone who is not as adept at marketing and messaging and branding, how do they understand that these things show up? Like, because nothing sounds weirder than stating your value sometimes. Mm, it can yeah. feel very contrived if it's just, I believe in X. So how do you just roll that into a brand? Yeah, yeah. And it can be challenging, Aaron, if you're inside the bottle to read the label. So this is where you know it's worthwhile to maybe you take some time away. Maybe you have some trusted clients or fellow collaborators or service providers who you work with who have seen the way you work in the world. They see the way you're received. They see how you interact with customers. This is where it's really good to start you know, pulling the audience a little bit and saying, how do you see me come across? Uh, because it can be so challenging when we're, you know, sitting behind our own eyeballs to really see how we're, you know, perceived in the world. But we're all, we're all seen um, and bringing in people who maybe are gifted in communication arts to put words to that. Or, you know, um, a great commercial graphic designer can associate, you know, using things like color theory and shapes, you know, I mean, design is a language. It, you know, pictures speak more than words. So once you start building your team and seeking out individuals who can help you um, maybe work with you, you know, my, my collaborations with my clients pretty much always start with that working session of let's, you know, Get a get a uh, conference room. Let's get a whiteboard. Let's silence the phones and just have some have some space to think and see what comes out. I've heard of people having good luck of going out into like the woods, going on a walk, or schedule some time, take half a day off, and just go for a drive and really think about okay, what do I want to be? What do I consistently see um, in in the world? And really, this is something that begins with a bit of self discovery. It can feel a little bit squishy and nebulous. Um, but you know, leaning on people who are gifted in this to maybe help you nail it down and say, um, oh yeah, I see you that way. Cause done right. These things should be unchanging over time. Really. These are core values as you pivot your service offering, as you maybe move between different roles, as you move between companies, there should be sort of unchanging. If, if one of them feels not quite right anymore, swap it out. Um, this is an evolving, you know, our identities as humans evolve across the course of our career. They evolve across the course of our lives. Um, so you're allowed to change this and, and pivot and move and insert things. I do like to stick with five terms. No more than that. We humans struggle to wrap our heads around more than that, but finding the language, um, journaling and really just kind of tapping into, okay, if I'm an individual, what do I, you know, where do I want to plant my flag? If we're an organization, you're sitting down with your board, you're sitting down with the board of directors, you're sitting down with your business partner and figuring out, okay, what brought us together? What are we seeing successes? What are our, you know, AAA customers telling us they like about us? What are our detractors saying maybe they don't like about us? And really just listening to the marketplace and the way you're being received um, is a really powerful way to get at some of these, these core values. Let's take a quick break. Intentional lead generation is the missing piece in most business owners' growth strategy. It's the bridge that moves people from experiencing your marketing and into actual sales conversations with you. 
If you want to learn how to bridge this gap in your business, join us on May 16th for the Lead Gen Masterclass and learn how to work smarter, not harder, to grow your business. You can register at conqueryourbusiness.com. We've made it easy for you. Just look for the pop-up. And I think, you know, as I'm listening to you go deeper on this, the two things that pop up is number one, I call this type of stuff doing the work before you go to work. Because if you don't have, if you don't do this work, you're doing random things. Mm. You're doing random acts of business. You're doing random acts of marketing. Like you don't have that North Star like you referred to earlier. And the other thing that gets people in trouble with this type of concept is like almost um what's that term like a cognitive dissonance around it where they're saying one thing but they're showing up unrealizing in opposition to it and the mark like you could be random you could be the best photographer in the universe but if you say you stand for a and instead you act like b it actually hurts your credential as a photographer yeah yeah Yeah, this is a really good way to get at interior integrity, meaning who you are at work matches up with the way you are at home, matches up with the way you are with your friends. Um, And in, in doing that, achieving that consistency, it takes a lot of mental load off. If you are someone who finds yourself putting on a face at work and changing that at home, it's just, it consumes a lot of our limited like mental capacity, our mental energy. You're literally burning glycogen and calories to achieve that. If you can move that and achieve that consistency, you can 10X your potential there just by being able to say, okay, I'm not wasting time and effort on that. I can literally just know who I am, know the decisions to be made, and then build success upon that. And I think that's very hard and scary for a lot of people. Because it is. It can right, be, it to can own be, who yeah. it is, right? To put that yeah. flag in the ground and say the line in the sand and all the other cliches and say, this is yeah. who I am, yeah. right? Yeah. This is who I am, period, hard stop. Because we want people to like us and we, we don't do. want, right? And yeah. a lot of us, yeah. we're, see, you're you're on the Pacific Northwest. I'm in the Midwest. We're all very nice, okay? You're, we're you're in the, nice. what we call the bless your heart. Well, I guess that's right. more, like we're, the bless your heart zone. Yeah. We're more yeah. in, we're, we're just very, like, we will let you pull out in front of us in traffic because yeah. God forbid we're not nice. And I think, yeah. right, so there's, this is going to be harder for certain people, right? And this can also go off yeah. the deep end the other way where this yeah. is not, I know my truth as permission to be a jerk, right? Yeah, yeah. And you can overdo it. And, you know, it doesn't necessarily give you license to, yeah, be a jerk or just, you know, step on other people's feelings. Um, The most important thing around all of this is to get to that core root authenticity of who you are and how you genuinely want to be perceived in the world. Um, And it does, part of that is looking at maybe those parts of our personality that, you know, aren't as, as, they're not the parts we want to put out and like, you know, trot out, you know, front, front and center. Um, So yeah, part and parcel of this is, you know, doing the work and diving in making peace with who we are um, and looking at backstory. So much of, you know, in building a personal brand is looking back at, okay, family of origin, um, country of origin, you know, hobbies, who I am, um, you know, all these things make up our personality. 
And owning personal brand is as much stepping into and owning who you are, how you're wired and your general personality. Um, great tool for this is assessments. I'm a total assessment. So looking at. Did yes. I tell you how you'll love this? The way I got so into assessments, my, so I have a journalism degree yeah, and I have a minor in criminal justice mm. because at the time I was becoming a reporter and so criminal justice, at least where I went to school, was where you learn yeah. how the courts work and how government works. You yeah. know, coming out of Chicago public schools, they didn't understand that political science would actually teach me nothing about politics <laughs> or science, <laughs> right? Didn't get that. Got to college, figured out criminal justice is where I learned that. Yeah. So in that coursework, I had to take a um, criminal psychology class. Mm. And yeah. the instructor used to be the psychologist at Sing Sing in your neck of the woods, right? Who, <laughs> yeah, right? And his job was to give all the intake prisoners the profiles so that they could divide them up into the pods, the cell blocks. Yeah. And just with not the have least them, like, amount, right? With that, with the least amount of potential violence, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, oh, what man. I learned in that course was one that that's all a thing, <laughs> like yeah. that the, one that that's a thing. But <laughs> yeah. two, after taking several of these assessments and yeah. the instructor showing our results and then showing us the standard results of a sociopath. You get real less judgmental real fast when you yeah. realize you're like one yeah. Scantron answer C away <laughs> from being in a different cell block entirely. That's so funny. Well, I wonder, did you trip over this thing where you start to get labeled by it? Because um, that can kind of be when you're oh, new to yeah. it, you're like, you kind of write off Because I have no parts. gray. My, yeah. like, my assessments come out very like Myers-Briggs, DISC, you name, you know, emotionally, all of my assessments yeah. that I've taken and I'm dry, forgetting all the names. I come out with certain categories way, 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 way high and everything's almost non-existent. Like, yeah. dude, this is it. This is yeah. it. There's yeah. no middle ground. And there can be a little bit of uh yeah, there can be a little bit of a recognition that, okay, these are descriptive, not prescriptive. This isn't like putting a right. label on your head and being like, sorry, I can't do that. I'm an INTP. I just right. literally can't go there. It's like, no, I use properly, you know, this increases your, your flexibility and you can, you know, respect. And yes, this is your default, but ideally we're all growing our flexibility and you can move to those other areas. I've been getting a lot of juice out of the um, Enneagram. Has this come across your radar? Absolutely. And it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's the one that I've taken that I just don't um, use or subscribe to. I was very, oh, yeah. Strength Finders was the other one that I yeah. finally took. And like, okay, now yep. I get it. Now I yeah. see why all of the last 53 years have happened. <laughs> right? yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. People gravitate toward different ones. Um, yeah. Enneagram is one I added le most recently. And one of the rules of it is you're not supposed to label other people unspoken rules. Um, but well, yeah, and what I do love now my, what I was also very lucky was my second deep foray into these types of assessments was when I was, um, I was a tutor in college and mm -hmm. the center for learning, whatever was that had hired us used to give us these types of assessments so yeah. that we could help identify our students and then meet mm. them where they are. Yes. 
Yeah. Right. It and I think that's, that's that is a proper way to use it because it's increasing your flexibility and yeah, you're getting outside of yourself and saying, oh, this person is wired this way. Ideally I can adapt a little bit and we always growing that flexibility to adapt and I, sh they're going to resonate more with me if I, yeah, communicate with them that way. Um, there's this, uh, Ray Dalio, most successful but hedge fund manager in the world tells a story about how he literally um, built cards. He assessed his entire organization and built like playing cards with each person. So it was like, if he had to like form a team, it's like, okay, I need someone who's an extrovert. Wow. This team's looking really extrovert. I'm like, that is awesome. Like, I love that idea of like having like a Pokemon card. That's me. It's like, okay, my extroversion introversion is here and my, you know, like critical profile, but for work, it's kind of, yeah, I love that. Um, and I heard well, this here's other the other thing though. Could you imagine how happier your team will be? And I've been having a lot of conversations about this yeah. because what I've been telling people about growing a business and hiring a team yeah, and what is the benefit of doing this the right way is I, it's been five or six years in my life that one, I don't do work that I suck at and I hate doing. And two, I don't interact with anyone that I don't like. Yeah, Imagine yeah, the blessing yeah. of being able to say that. And yes, a lot of it yeah. is understanding who I am yeah, and knowing what I suck at and yeah. surrounding myself with people who compliment it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and there's a privilege in that, like the privilege oh. of being able to fire a client. Oh my gosh. That or is just never work in an organization getting to that point. Yeah. Or work in an organization where you are truly on board with what they're yeah. all about. Like early in your career, you may not have that because you got to right. keep like soul and body united and make right. pay the bills. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. I pretty, yeah. I think there's this Brene Brown line that I really love. Clarity is kind. Oh yes. Like, unclarity is unkind. Time. It's so true. Like if we can just get clear and it's hard to get that clarity, especially, you know, when we're looking through our own eyes, it's like, I don't have this perspective because I'm not standing outside myself. Um, but yeah. But it's no, also so clarity. I mean, in giving instructions, clarity and in knowing what you stand for so that you're attracting the people who want to be attracted to you. Like yeah. there's so we get ourselves into such a mess, you know, looping this back to personal brand, we get ourselves into a mess when we, are mushy on the external, but hard on the internal, Yeah. right? Like internally, we know what we want, don't want, how we are, how we're not, what we like, what we don't like. But externally, we're so mushy that we end up yeah. either one, screwing ourselves up as business owners because you attract nobody, or two, attracting people that you're not going to do a good job for. You're not happy. Yeah. They're not happy. Yeah. Team members, you're not going to do a good job with. You're not happy. They're not happy. So the more congruity you can have, to your earlier point, yep. between what you're really doing, thinking, and feeling, and what you put out to the world. And I've just been lucky in my life because the way that I've described it for me is I don't have the attention span to be different. And he's like, <laughs> I'm just so high energy that there's yeah. no attention span bandwidth yeah. for anything but I've probably gotten myself in trouble the other side. Like, okay, you're too Aaron. Can we just yeah. calm that down a little in this situation? Was that what I imagine that was really transformative though, when you could own that and say, wow, this is who oh. I am. And like being okay with that, being okay it, with yourself. Yeah, that And that's hard earned 
place to be as well. Yeah. Like that truthfully doesn't come naturally probably to most people because it's not yeah. the world that we live in. Yeah. It's, it's just not hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not with any kind of chip on my shoulder saying that it's just how do you function in the world? You function in the world by getting along with other human beings. You create your path based on what you know a path should look like, whether or not it was even manipulated just because of what it is. Yeah. 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 We're meant to be in community. We're meant to be surrounded by people who, you know, are different shapes than us. And we can just sort of compliment each other. Um, none of us, none of us has to go alone. Like provably it is unhealthy <laughs> for anyone who's going to try and just COVID, right? Alone. COVID lockdown has proven yeah. that point, right? This is yeah. not good for anybody yeah. Yeah, to, to be completely separated. Awesome. Well, this is amazing. I'm so glad we had this conversation and shared some deeper thoughts on a, what I consider a Another way to look at personal brand, because I work with, you know, so many of my, so much of my audience and so many of my clients are trying to build a personal brand on the front end of their business, which is so important, but they're thinking about it as how can I grow the business, not necessarily bringing it back to who they are. Mm -hmm. And so I absolutely love this. So thank you for your time and your energy. How can people continue this conversation with you? How do they find you? Uh, Hello epigraph.com. So that has all the links there. Um, that's the website I'm on LinkedIn and all the socials. So yeah, reach out. I love connecting, as I said, with other awesome human beings. I know people who follow you tune into you are rad because you and I hit it off so well. So yeah, hello epigraph.com or just Google epigraph. Uh, and we're the one in Portland, Oregon. Um, on LinkedIn or any of your favorite social networks and reach out, say hi. Um, Love talking about this stuff. Love talking about brand strategy. Um, I've worked in a lot of different industries and just always love, you know, getting out of my silo and chatting with people who are far afield. Um, Lifelong learning. It's a, it's a long, long journey. Awesome. Thank you. We'll make sure all the links are right in the show notes as well. Make it, you can just be one click away from everybody. So thank you again for everything. Thanks, Aaron. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Ready Yet podcast. I truly enjoy bringing these stories of success and inspiration to you. Please join us in our mission to empower entrepreneurs to be in charge of their businesses and in charge of their lives by sharing this with anyone you know who would benefit from our tactical and motivating advice, leaving us a review, and letting us know if there are any particular topics you would really appreciate hearing about. See you next time.